Oh Hey Kiddo is a musical gentle giant. All across his new EP, called On My Behalf, Kiddo absolutely bodies every single track with quick flows and a witty pen game. At the same time, I was struck by just how much thought and heart goes into every detail of his music. Definitely the mark of a true artist, and one we should expect to be making huge waves someday soon. Let's get into it. Oh Hey Kiddo, nice to have you on the show. Hey, what's up, man? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. I am now based in Houston, Texas. Young artist, I guess. Well, not really. I'm 24, but... That's young. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I skate, I dance, but mostly I do music. Nice. And how long did you stay in Puerto Rico? 20 years, basically my entire life, yeah. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, what's the music culture like over there? I mean, you get a lot of, like, salsa, reggaeton, bachata, stuff like that. There's also, like, you know, there's, like, you got your typical scenes, rock. You also got hip-hop and everything. But it's mainly reggaeton and, like, salsa. That's what you get everywhere. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Like, did being surrounded by all those genres of music impact your musical ability and then also style that we hear today? To be honest, absolutely not. When I was in high school, I was more like into rock in general, mm. uh, alternative rock and stuff like that. So it was I was never uh, into those genres. It's, it's more cultural. I feel like as I grow as an artist, it probably would eventually. I would like to embrace some of that into my, my sounds. But currently, no. Most of the stuff that impacted my music are like, I don't know, Kid Cudi, Kanye West, you know, uh, Tyler Creator. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that eventually like I would like to make an album or a project where I have a lot of like Puerto Rican culture in it, some instruments, maybe stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like a project like that would sound super dope. I'm also curious because yeah. I have to ask about your dad now. Iceman, <laughs> Manolo Iceman, your father. That's right. He's killing the game right now. I checked out some of his music before we got on call. I really like the sound. Very playful, very fun. Definitely an artist to, to watch out for. So entertaining that thought of going back to more cultural roots when approaching music. Do you ever see you and your dad collaborating on anything in the future? Yes, like definitely, definitely. We're talking about it. I mean, that was pretty much, I think, the thing that made me like realize I wanted to do music growing up and seeing him on stages. Mm -hmm. So for sure, for sure, yes, it'd be like, low-key a dream come true we're so like different genres that like it's kind of hard mm. we're definitely finding that ground i mean he, he also grew up on hip-hop too so i'm pretty sure he'll be able to dabble there growing up with him doing music and writing and all that stuff just made me more like focus on lyrics based on just sounds making sure that everything i'm saying hits and connects rather than just saying different things but yeah i did grow up with a lot of artists he, he was in a group cola nostra and stuff like that and i grew up around a lot of musicians so i think yes it made me more of survival because i'm not a singer uh, i don't find myself to be like one of the best writers either but it definitely made me like want to have my thing that stands out and stuff like that it made me more determined to like survive in this industry, I guess. But yeah, I'm so happy you mentioned that. Yeah, go check out Iceman. He's sick. Super dope. For sure. Survival, growth, change, evolution. It's all part of the game. And it's something that I've definitely seen you, you know, these past couple of years, three years, four, how, however long we've however long however yeah. long i don't know it's been it's been a while i think it's been three i think it's been three something like that enough time to definitely notice a shift from where you were compared to where you are now you mentioned that ep on my behalf before we get to that i really really want to know what got you into releasing your first single take a little time with kixie 
Kixie. <laughs> that's the answer. Um, yeah, she was like, hey, I have this song. I like I only have a hook. Um, do you mind doing something on it? And I ended up like doing two verses. And she was like, do you want to do a third one? And I was like, actually, <laughs> let's just like both try to do something in the third place. And eventually, like, I didn't have anything uploaded either. And she was just like generous. She was like, hey, you know what? Like, you can have this song. Like, and posted it. And I was so grateful and so happy. So I, I did. And that ended up being Take a Little Time, which was literally my only track for like a year until I released the second track. I would say that I've always written music before um, that song. I've written a lot of stuff, a lot of material, you know, like it's never going to come out. It was that really all I needed was somebody to be like, hey, here it is. Here's your chance. Take it. And I was like, yes, thank you. You know, Kixie, that's it. That's the only answer. She got me my first track and is the main person that's like pushing me to do way more stuff. That's super awesome. And it's definitely an inspired relationship. I know all my interactions with Kixie and even a few other people we've had on the show too. We've, we've talked about Kixie every now and then. And it's been nothing but positive vibes, good energy, good atmosphere, great work ethic, and of course, great music. It definitely shows through your stuff as well how inspired it is working with other artists. I think she's been a part in even in the minus role. She's been a part of every track I've ever released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, like that's not, pretty cool. It, it's, yeah. it's crazy because I was going through your discography, and yeah, even on that Voltari collab you guys did a while ago, that witchcraft, right? Song, yeah, which I think honestly is some of your best pen game, some of your best flows. Aside from on my behalf, of course, the entire EP was complete gold all the way through. Production <laughs> was definitely you. on point. Writing was on point. Flows were on point. The vibe was there. Let's talk about it. So on my behalf, what's the story behind that EP? My life, really. The first track, it's dark (laughs) in my childhood. Mm. Um, It's something that I needed to do. I feel like I couldn't go out there and release a song that's like all happy and like, I got cars and stuff. Like, I just couldn't. I had to like first tell you who I was. Every good movie, you know, or story starts with like the background and the character's origins. So I felt like that was the way I wanted to go. That's uh, intro heroine, the uh, Heriona, the first track. And then like, you know, it keeps going different. Every song is a different, like, I don't know how to put into words. Then the second one is that zoning out, not feeling like you're a part of something. You know, the first half of the song is like going hard, you know, like in a party. And then all of a sudden you just get in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that third song is basically about a breakup and then wanting something back. And then the last track, it's grief. The structure there is something that I hadn't really thought about. I don't know, like as a producer now, I've noticed that I've listened to music really differently than before, where it's like, I don't listen to the lyrics as much as I used to. Yeah, I was just so lost in the sauce of the production that I was like not paying too much attention to the actual story. But yeah, now that you mention it, those themes are, are definitely dark and the structure works really, really well. Something really I quick- love the fact that you said the, uh, you got lost in the sauce of the production. I That is beautiful. <laughs> it's true. Though, like, um, like on, okay, so you're going to have to help me with how you say these song titles because you have the yes. one word, then the slash, and then the next word. So like on Poison Gun, like how do you, do you just say it like that or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't really mention the dash. I just thought it was cool <laughs> aesthetically, but it's like intro, Heriona, Poison Gun, take a little, I mean, sorry, take a little time, look at me. <laughs> For a moment, if you love her, and then good night, shoot himself. The dash is just because I wanted something to stand out. I just didn't want to release four tracks that were just basic titles. I wanted them to, for somebody to see them and be like, oh yeah, 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 that, that's a kiddo song. That's different. I'm not going to keep that moving forward. It's just for this EP, this period only. But forever will mark that. You know, you hear 
that song, you're like, oh, that's from his first EP. I can tell because of the dashes, mm. you know? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It it looks different. It reminds me, I, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but like Tyler, the creator. Yeah, he, he has a track in all of his albums. Um, I think one of the like last tracks always has like two titles. Hmm. You mentioned that in just four tracks, you're telling the story of your life. I feel like it's a part of every artist's not necessarily obligation or responsibility is probably not the right word for it, but they owe the music, the song, a, at least a little bit of truth. And it sounds like truth for you is coming through in all of these tracks. But to what extent do you think that artists are like allowed to lie or should be allowed to lie about whatever they're talking about? Well, it depends on the artist. I feel like music is in a way just a story being told not every song i mean there's artists that talk about how much money they have and they're they're not really that rich and stuff like that and then there's artists that have that money and they're talking and they're saying the truth and there's like damn you know that's pretty cool but i feel like with your music is your art you get to do whatever you want not everything that i say in my in my ep are 100% truth because I felt like there was some stuff I had to like cut myself from and being like, yeah, but I took my experience to not necessarily glorify, but give you that mm, that sentimental like, okay, yeah, he's talking about this mm. and he's adding some of his actual experience so you could feel it. So people out there could feel it too. But that's just my personal thing. I think in one of my new songs that are coming out, I've referenced that. There's a line that referenced how I feel about actually putting my my life in, in these songs. But then like seeing how people might be like, I like this kid because he's, you know, he says all these things. And now it's like, oh, moving forward. What happens if I just make a song about a hot pocket? You know, like when people be like, <laughs> is this supposed to be deep or is this just, you can lie. You can say the truth. You can do whatever you want. It's your art. Be amazing with it, though. My dad said it best. It's like, whatever you do, just make sure you're the best at it. Even if the song is not true, just make sure that the message you're getting, you're getting through. It's like, you know, you're giving everything you got. Somebody is not true to you, but maybe somebody out there is true. You want them to hear that and be like, damn, I should definitely get up and do what this guy's saying. If it's positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I see where you're coming from. And I feel like that's a really good sentiment to have when you're looking to create a song. How exactly do you get in that mindset for creation how do you get in the zone well to me it's definitely getting distracted in in a sort of way like when i'm driving home and it's really late i really get in the zone there or like if i'm taking a shower i'm so focused doing something that lyrics just come to me but when i sit down i'm like okay i'm writing a song about this nothing i don't get nothing it's pretty much when i'm like distracted that's the best way to say it. i write differently than other people i've heard people that like watch a movie and after the movie they write and i have another friend that has like cartoons playing in the background the entire time on mute, which is pretty cool. Hmm. I necessarily have to be focused on something completely entirely different. So when I'm writing, I have a recorder with me and I put a beat and I just go at it. Basically when I'm driving, focus on what I'm doing. You know, people drive, you know, if I want to go to McDonald's, pull up, you know, typical stuff, stop at a red light. But I'm so focused on that, that I'm not thinking or double guessing what I'm saying and writing. And then after that, I just re-listen to what I recorded. And there's always like that one line that I'm like, yeah, that was the line I wanted. And then I build off from there. I haven't heard that yet. That's actually really, really cool. Dude, um, the worst times is when I'm at work. And like, I get this amazing line, or at least I think is amazing. Mm. And I have, you know, maybe I left my phone in the locker. So I have to like run to the front end, get a pen and like a paper and just write it down. And then by the time I go like to lunch, I forgot. 
the rhythm and the structure of it. I'm like, damn it. That sucks. I mean, I've definitely been there. It's probably a bit different of a situation. But yeah, like for me, sometimes when I'm like just waking up, I'll have this line in my head or I'll hear this like chord progression or something. And I'm like, I really want to make it. And I sit down as fast as I can to try to make it and get it out. And then it, it you know, dreams fade away super fast. So often I'll, I'll lose that, yeah. that train of thought, which sucks. So I definitely feel you on that. We've got on my behalf out now. Let's definitely talk about the cover art. I have a friend in Puerto Rico called the UU Artist. She's amazing. She does tattoos. She's great. She had this amazing like from dark to light art that she had in Instagram, I guess she had posted. When I was younger, my English was broken, by the way. It was great. I flew to Pennsylvania and like we played hide and seek once in the forest. And I saw this like, you know, the um, like a deer's head when they decayed, basically the, the logo. And it, it was dead, obviously, duh, it was bones. But to me, it was like, I've never seen anything like that. And when I was a kid, I would just see that in cartoons and something like that. But in Puerto Rico, we don't have that. So it's like those animals. So it's like, I thought it was super sick. For the people that are listening to this and have no idea, just go, go check the artwork. Because I, I, my main language is Spanish. And sometimes when I speak English like that, I like completely lose like words and pronunciations. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. So for me, that represented death, but it just had such an aesthetic of it. You know, people can put skulls, people can put like, like normal human skulls and stuff like that. Mm. For me, that just had this cool um, look to it. And then um, my friend, I uh, had a, a lovely friend that passed away. And to me, she meant a lot, which I referenced her in the last track. It was like, you know, her name is Ada and it was like a fairy and, you know, it's light, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. So I, I wanted that orb on top of my head and for me putting my life on the ep it represented like you know people our age are always like oh i'm dead inside or whatever but it's just like <laughs> emotional to me it was like even when i feel like i'm dead like inside like i have that i have her over me mm. you know telling me like keep going because i know she wants me to do that like you know keep pushing keep going keep so it was like that little or protecting what's in the bottom and it, it gives it light to the to the painting I mean, to the, yeah, to the cover art. And if you see the, the thing is also, it has like tears go running down that match the orb itself. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of things to unpack from that little, little painting. She did that amazing. Like she was great. I was like, I told her my idea and she did it like so fast. I was losing my shit. I was like, I was like, what? That's amazing. Like, it was just great. It was great. I loved it. I like it a lot. And then we had to put the explicit sign because I think Poison Gun, like I write it of the bad. I just say like. <laughs> you know vulgar stuff i'm like oops <laughs> sorry yeah, yeah. my manager at home depot was like put me your favorite song from the track and i like i did i'm like hey, it kind of cursed and he's like no i'm fine and then as soon as i like it hits he was like dude you weren't playing i'm like i know i'm sorry that's great we played I mean, it yeah <clears throat> shoot i don't see i don't know if here is the right time to say goes hard for that hello it's justin from the future here to give some context to this joke if you're curious about the exact line we're talking about here it is I think it's safe to say the beat and the flows are on point. Definitely goes hard. Anyway, back to the show. This EP was for me. You know what I mean? Like in the first track, I say like, I don't, I don't give a shit if if people don't like this. Hmm. Um, Because for me, like this EP was just me getting things off my chest and to allow myself to create more freely. It was really hard for me to write because I wanted to write this. So it was like, I need to let this out first for me to be able to like get creative and do whatever I want for my next project, which I'm super excited for. Yeah, this EP was entirely for me. So like the cover art was like, that's what I wanted. And the music, that's like, that's what I wanted. It was never like to please anybody else, really. I like it. And that's, I feel like that's 
a, a value you should you know definitely hold as an artist to varying degrees i guess as you move up that i guess popularity ladder depending on how uh i don't know marketing how they, yeah or exactly yeah. You or whatever um but yeah it's me like, exactly exactly <laughs> yeah yeah or i mean at least for now it is you know what i mean like for now yeah i'm excited that'd but be cool i'm super glad i asked you about the cover art because yeah there is a lot to unpack and it's so like it looks it's deceptively simple is what i'm trying to get at yeah. and it's it's great that you have all that that emotion that passion wrapped up into you know one picture but also i think it's kind of funny that you at some point in time saw a decaying animal and said i know this will be great for for uh, a cover art that's just exactly <laughs> like i feel like you're you know your average joe uh you know regular everyday people wouldn't wouldn't think that but um I it guess- stuck with me bro i was like nine at the time mm-hmm. and like i don't know it's just it's it's a big different it's a culture change to be honest so seeing that like you know it's basic roadkill you know that's like awful but when you see that, like that structure, the the way that the the skull takes structure, and then you see that, like just in the middle of the forest, and then somebody tells you, like, "Yep, a bear did that." You're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. You're like, "Oh shit!" Oh and God. it really did stick with it. Stuck with me. I have a when I first moved to the state, I had a job at Bargain Hunt, and they had um, a sweater with it, and I bought that sweater. So I feel like that little decaying head stuck with me my entire childhood somehow i think in adventure time the leech i think it was his name he has like a face like that too i was like i love that i don't know it's definitely a vibe but let's talk about the future for a bit you've got all this work out now you're making waves you know you're doing your thing you've already started thinking and moving towards the next project what's that what's um, dear god what's that looking like Uh, it's looking awesome for me. I love it. I'm happy. I think every artist want to put out what's best for them and whatever they put out, they believe is the best is the new best thing for them. So I, that's how I feel about this next project. I'm even more excited because now I'm more comfortable with myself. I know what I can do. I know what I can write. And I know my team way better. Like the Steven Acosta who produced three out of four of the songs. Him and I have this like super strong like bond right now. Like I just tell him one word mm. and he like brings it to life in music. So this next project is going to be way funner. I'm not going to say crazier. It's just fun. It's just so much fun. It's more, it's playful. It's not too dark. Thanks to, on my behalf, like I already have some artists that are like hitting me up and being like, we should work together. So there's that. And I have like seven songs by myself that I'm working on right now. And then whatever collabs I have, I guess, in the future. Nice. That sounds super, super exciting. And I can't wait to hear all those seven and whatever else you have coming up next. Yeah, I think I'm going to hold on to them. Something that I discovered is that I actually enjoy releasing projects way more than singles. Mm. I don't know why. So I feel like I would stick to doing that format of like an EP, an EP there and like four tracks or so until like I feel comfortable releasing an album. I don't have the audience for an album right now. It makes absolutely no sense to do that so i feel like ep would be fine uh, like 2022 i guess maybe a single before there and whatever features i have but yeah to me it's crazy because i'm like i'm such a fan of the music genre like just music in general Mm -hmm. i'm not a guy that like seeks fame or anything so like when i hear somebody say like yo your song was so nice i really liked it i get so like excited like i just like it's just unreal to me like to to see spotify and like look at myself and be like ah that's me Mm -hmm. you know it's so fucking cool 
hundred percent. So I've yeah. been like, even if like 20 people would just listen to my song, I'd be like, oh my God, 20 people in this world are like listening to my crap right now. Like that's so cool. Yeah, dude. I, I, I so, completely yeah. relate. Like I remember when I first dropped my EP or the first EP that I dropped on Spotify and stuff like that, it was very much the same feeling. And I was in awe, like that is me. You know, I see me on that platform that was, you know, previously yeah. out of my reach or it seemed that way. And then you do it and it's, it's just a whole new world. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you've got some opportunities coming in. Can't wait to hear potentially whatever you got in that direction or directions. It's definitely a process building a song and knowing what to look for and developing those skills. With all the music you've released and the songs you're sitting on, how do you know when you've got a song? Actually, that's a fantastic question. The original lineup for On My Behalf was like four entirely different songs. Well, except for Hariona, but the other three songs were completely different. Yeah, I don't, I, I, it just is that you get that like butterfly feeling inside of you. Like sometimes you hear this song, you're like, ah, that's just not it, you know? And then you hear another one and you're like, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, I like that. And then when it's complete, you're like bouncing to yourself, you know? Mm. I think that's when I know I have a song. Whenever I hear something that just like makes me genuinely happy, like inside, even if it's like a bad song or a good song, like the the context, I mean, you just have to feel it. Really, it's really hard to explain. It's like feeling, it's like seeing love at first sight. You can't really, you start cheesing. You mm. start like, you know, like giggling to yourself and like you start imagining it and like imagining it and like you know talking to your friends about it mm -hmm. so i think i know i have a song when i would talk to my like brothers like dude i just wrote this song and oh my god <laughs> you know like yeah, that yeah. like that i think that's the, the feeling to it yeah yeah i feel like that's something that people definitely experience themselves when they're going out to create anything you know it doesn't necessarily have to be music but yeah that, that's cool that that's, facts you're kind of pinpoint like gotta be feeling feeling good about it obviously before I release it. That being said, yeah, let's yeah. quickly entertain a world where you never found music. You're you maybe you casually listened to it, but you never really thought too much of it. In that world where you never got into making music, never became oh hey kiddo, what do you think you'd be up to right now? I would be playing Smash Bros. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Um <laughs> Nah, were you gonna ask who you main? I was about to ask who you main. Yeah, who do you Yo, main? Yo, yes, let's go to talk, let's talk about it. I main uh, Bowser. Okay, <laughs> why, why? Dude, I just love the I love the double kick. I love finishing people off with that double satisfying kick. It's so great. So powerful, so powerful. It's just beautiful. No, I like power hungry type characters for some reason. Not in everything, because I, I play Tekken. In Tekken, I like Bob. See, so I like the hmm. big, like strong characters for some reason. And I'm such a skinny, like puny guy. <laughs> but like, nah, going back to the original question, I think I would have been a skater because I was skateboarding a lot when I was younger. Mm. But then I found dancing and I stopped skateboarding for dancing. And I did a couple competitions and dancing and I won a couple stuff and it was cool. And I thought I was going to be a dancer. And then because of skateboarding, I got in an accident, which was fun. Sarcastically, I was like, okay, well, I can't dance anymore. Well, then I just created the music instead. So... I got in a band called AOK, -okay, which was awesome. And I love the guys. But then I moved to the States, so I couldn't continue making music with them. Mm. And then, you know, the rest is history, I guess, because Kixie discovered me and I went under her wings and then started doing this. So I feel like I would be a skater, Chad Muska or something like that. I like it because um, I just I ride a penny board. No, that's and cool. That's, that's nothing. You know what I mean? So I don't really have any weight yeah. in that conversation. But yeah, tell me a little bit about your What do you setup. mean? 
Well, I mean, I ride a penny board like that. You need uh, skills. You need, yeah, penny boards are. You need some <laughs> massive balance on that. Okay, I respect penny board yeah, skaters. But, but that's it. That's it. That's all I got. I can, <laughs> I can ollie. Nah. And I can maybe shove it, but that's all I got. No, that's fine. My favorite brand as a kid was Plan B. Right now is Skate Mafia. Probably. I was a really big like Rob Deerdick stand at some point, so I'm pretty mm. sure Alien, Work- Alien Workshop was one of those brands. Yeah. That I really loved, but Plan B was my favorite as a kid. Now it's uh, Skate Mafia. Before we listen to Oh Hey Kiddo's advice for emerging artists, I wanted to remind you to check out the Swan SWUN Freshman Class of 2021 playlist. There you'll find some of my favorite tunes from the guests of the show, as well as some other noteworthy features. Follow our show wherever you go to stay updated on all things music, and check out Oh Hey Kiddo's newest EP, On My Behalf, out now on major platforms. My favorite song is Poison Gun, the one you're hearing now in the background, but the whole project is bangers on bangers, and that repeatability factor is also there too. I know I'm going to be spinning it for the next however long anyway. So if you're an artist who wants to be on the show, I'd be happy to explore your mind. Just hit me up at so who's up next on Instagram. Anyway, let's hear some advice. What advice do you have for new musicians? Maybe they're starting out. Maybe they've already got their foot in the door. What would you say to them? I definitely say keep going for sure. Like if you're not happy with the content that you're making right now, keep making contact because like, uh, music and stuff like that because I don't think I'm good enough at all like I don't but you know you hear my music and a lot of people tell me like whoa you're amazing like you're great I don't see it <laughs> but it's paying off for sure it really is and um, if you're starting dude man or female do whatever you want keep pushing I have this rule where it's like make as many songs as you want the more music you made the better your content's gonna get Regardless. So even if you're releasing the say, or you're just writing currently, not making any music exactly like to release, just do it, release it and, and SoundCloud maybe. And whenever you hit your mark and you found your sound, put it on Spotify and whatever, and then market yourself. And don't fear to uh, reach out to other artists. That's what I've been doing. That's how I met Justin. That's how Justin met me. So it's like the bigger you make your connections, the, the more like influence you get and the better you get. And it's really just a structure and everybody got their own. There's not really like you're good or bad. It's just keep doing it until you find your stripes. That's it.